You are listening to a sermon podcast from Urban Village Church Edgewater, where all are welcome. Today's scripture is going to be Luke chapter 23, verses 32 through 46 in the New Revised Standard Version. Two others also who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to that place, which is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing, and the people stood by, watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the others rebuked him, saying, Do do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land, until three in the afternoon, where all the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. The word of God. God is good. All the time. We are also good. Good. Good morning. My name is Chan Choi. My pronoun is he, him, his. I'm serving Urban Village Church at Water. Uh, welcome all of you in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Savior, who is love, who is peace, who is grace. Whatever you are looking for this morning, that is God, that is Jesus. So let's start from this picture. I prepared one picture, um, the book cover. So have you heard about this book? No? All right. I already shared about it through our e-newsletter. I found this book at our library when I was 16 years old. And I talked to myself, Chan, you will have enough time to read it later in your 20s to gain the wisdom. Now you're just 16 years old. As a person who is deeply regretful for my poor decision at the time, which means I've never read this book, I know how valuable and meaningful this sermon series is. This is us. Spirituality through every stage of living. That's our new sermon series. Because we may experience some similar struggles and and questions that we wish we knew before. Because it will help us to identify the values and some gifts to move forward and grow that we can find from each other who lives at different life stages. So we would get abundant gifts and insights and understanding about different life stages like childhood and young adulthood and mid-adulthood and older adulthood. So we're going to talk four different life stages through this new sermon series, and we are going to talk about Uh, gifts from each life stages like safety, identity, and meaning, and acceptance with the Bible, uh, biblical connection. So some of you may raise a concern regarding the limitation of this human development model because every person has a different story, right? And different 
characteristics based on their social and cultural context. But I can say these tools are still pretty useful for us to understand myself and others. And here is an interesting example of its usefulness beyond a social and culture, uh, cultural context. Could you show us the next picture? Anyone who can read this letter? All right, Chen Chen. So you can ask this question after worship to him. So you can answer what, what, it look, what it's all about, right? All right, it's fine. <laughs> so I'm here to help him. This is a lesson of each life stage by Confucius based on his own life. So 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. In age 15, Jihak, he focused on learning and it had been continued until age 30, Irib, when he got some achievement from his study and career. When he was 50 years old, Ji Chomyong, he was finally aware of his own call and vocation. So he was able to be sanctified and live the life of perfection. It sounds like Methodist, right? And in age 60, Yi Sun, his ears became gentle and mild, which means he was willing to accept others' opinion because he had enough experience and matured spirit at the time. So what do you think? It's almost similar with our human development model in Western culture from this Asian lesson. So I'd like to encourage you to reflect yourself on each life stage based on the model what we are going to share soon, and to find a way to tighten your connection to Jesus through this new sermon series. Then you don't need to wait for another edition of what I wish I knew when I was 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. 100 will be enough, right? So let's think about this. Uh, stuff all together. And here is a picture about uh, Ericsson's model. Have you heard about this model before? Right? It will be on our textbook. Right? No? I know it's been a while, but let's try. So here is a main human development model from Ericsson, what we are going to use for the next four weeks. Some of you may have a quite good knowledge about it, but here is a very brief explanation about it. As you can see, Erickson divided the whole lifespan into eight stages of development and researches an impact of social interaction and relationships in each stage. And each stage, he believed people experience a conflict that serves a, a turning point in development. In, in his view, these conflicts are centered on either developing a psychological quality or failing to develop the quality that will serve them for the rest of their life. And if you have a really good, successful completion of each stage result in a healthy, 
personality and the acquisition of basic virtue. So let's talk about infancy. So this stage is a, a first stage is about a, between birth and one year old. So Heather, uh, Oliver is now one years old. Fifteen month. So actually, he's not in this category. Anyway, all right, let's think about it. All right, sorry about that. Um, maybe Cora. Cora is not here. So let's think about it. And since an infant is utterly dependent upon adult caregiver for everything to survive, for example, Oliver is looking for a food from Heather or Zana, maybe sometimes Megan, right? So that's what he can do. And, and at the time, at this stage, the conflict is trust versus mistrust. So major question is, can I trust the people around me? Is this person going to feed me or not? So that's how they're going to build up and, and that, that uh, basic uh, virtue of hope through the conflict, trust versus mistrust. As I observed this morning, Oliver has a pretty good turnout and has a good result. He has a pretty trust uh, header to feed him and she gave him a two pieces of chicken this morning, so I can guarantee it. So he's pretty good shape. So from today, we are going to think about each life stages. Childhood, young adulthood, mid-adulthood, and older adulthood. And then there will be a big testimony Sunday on March 29th that we are going to hear the stories from each generation. So please let me know if you are ready to share your story based on your specific life stage. So I'm specifically looking for one youth who can share his own life, his or her or um, uh, anyway. So and I'm looking for 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. It sounds pretty big number, but I know you may not be active enough to volunteer, so I may help you to be bold and courageous enough <laughs> to share your story. So you may receive my text or email. Please respond to it. So I'm looking for almost five to six volunteers for sharing this story. So, all right, let's start today's message. Then, when you read today's scripture, you may wonder if it is about the older adulthood or mid-adulthood. Because Jesus is not an older adult in today's passage. But let us think about his own situation that is described in verse 32. Here is a situation. Two others also who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him, with Jesus. Now Jesus is facing death. According to Erickson's theory, old adulthood is a stage to ask this question by tackling the problem of one's mortality. Did I live a meaningful life? So today's passage would be the right place to throw that question. Jesus would ask this question to himself, at this moment, did I live a meaningful life on the earth? 
did I live a meaningful life on the earth? We are coming back to his answer later. Beforehand, let us think about a general life stage of older adulthood. At this stage, the key conflict centers on questioning whether or not the individual has led a meaningful and satisfying life. If we feel that we didn't accomplish our goal through our life, and we feel guilt about our past, we may become dissatisfied with our life and develop despair. On the other hand, if, if we resolve that conflict well, we may feel a sense of integrity and earn the virtue of wisdom. And it would allow us to, to have a sense of closure and completeness on our life and also accept death without fear. So if you hear this kind of words from your grandparents or great-grandparents, I'm ready to go and meet my father, which means they had a really good life. They're willing to accept this death without fear. So you may have a feeling that I had before. I have enough time to think and work with these questions since I'm too young to think about it. But if you start thinking this question earlier, your conflict would be less tough and hard, of course, with lesser regret. So let's think about this question seriously. It's time to go back to Jesus' response to this question. Did I live a meaningful life on the earth? Here's his response. It's from verse 46. Let's read together. One, two, three. What do you think? Is there any regret? Is there any despair? Then do you feel a sense of closure and conflictness from his last word? Father, into your hands, I command my spirit. Actually, Jesus was calling from Psalm and its full text reads, into your hand, I come in my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. It is not a word of giving up. Rather, it is a word of trust. Jesus is saying, it is up to you, Lord, God, what becomes of me, I'm willing to have it so. He died the same way that he lived his whole life. He has been seeking God's will through his whole life and entrusting the outcome into God's hand. So there was no room for regrets and despair on the cross. Rather, it was a place to confirm his full trust in God. Every day we are getting closer to the brink of everything. I'm sorry, but it's true. We cannot change it. Does this sound like a warning to fear or a gift of life to deepen our understanding about God? I found these words from uh, 
I found the words about this healthy spirituality of old, older adulthood from Parker Palmer, who is uh, one of a great author. And so I'm going to share these words from him. I've lost the capacity for multitasking. Yes, I am. But I've rediscovered the joy of doing one thing at a time. My thinking has slowed a bit, but the experience has made it deeper and richer. I'm done with big and complex projects, but more aware of the loveliness of simple things. A, walk, what, a talk with a friend, a walk in the woods, sunsets and sunrises, a night of good sleep. I could see some of you nodding your head and Right, that's what I have found from you. So may God bless you to live this life of satisfaction and the life of acceptance in joy and gratitude. Then we shouldn't forget another one who are facing the same situation, the death, and throwing the same question to himself, did I live a meaningful life? He was one of criminals who were hanged there next to Jesus. While the other one just joined the curse to Jesus, this person said to Jesus, 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 please, please remember me when you come into your kingdom. Please remember me. How could he ask for this promise of salvation? He would hear that Jesus prayed for the people who cursed him. Father, forgive them. They're, they don't know what they're doing. And he would see Jesus' tears and sweat and blood that showed his suffering. So at the time, he met Jesus who was with him in suffering. That's how he was able to ask for this promise of salvation to Jesus. And here is a result of his honest confession and genuine request. It's from verse 43. Let's read together. One, two, three. Let me highlight the word of today. When he accepted his sin and wrongdoing, when he accepted the presence of God in his own suffering, the promise of salvation was given to him right away today. Today, you will be with me in the paradise. It's not a delayed promise. It's not a blurred one. It's very clear, clear promise of salvation. The salvation becomes a reality for this person right away, and it opens a possibility of salvation to all, no matter where we are, which life stage you are. You may have lots of regrets in your life, so it will lead you to despair and hopelessness. Even the criminal on the cross had a chance to be saved. We still have enough time to accept our mortality and frailty. Then our answer to the question might be changed right away. I live a meaningful life in God's grace. That's my prayer. Let me close my message with the story of a person who lived a life in wisdom. Her name is Gladys. 
And she was the oldest member whom I served at China United Methodist Church. She passed away in 2017 at the age of 98. Have you met her? Uh For three years, I had visited her every month and took her picture for her families and friends. Whenever I took her picture, she always said, I broke your camera, didn't I? She had a sense of humor, I can guarantee. Her 98 years of life was quite successful. She had, she, was, she had a successful career as a hairdresser in this town and built a large and peaceful family. Especially as a serious Cubs fan, could you show us the next picture? She was able to see the Chicago Cubs World Series championship in her life. So we can say that she had a pretty good life. (laughs) Sorry for Sox fan, but it was really. (laughs) And she was really great. No matter what topic I started to talk with her, she knew the answer to everything. When I told her about the weather story, she taught me how the correlations of weather and farming and everything. When I shared my vacation plan to Las Vegas, she taught me places to go. I've never talked about history part because she was a part of the history. One day I started a tough conversation with her about her faith and belief. When a pastor asked those questions, most people simply answered that they believe. Pastor, I believe that. Yeah, that's that's all. But she answered like this, I was, but I'm not sure now. That's her answer. I could see why she answered so. How many times did she have hardships that shake her faith for 97 years? And at the dawn of her 98th birthday, the living God met her. When I visited Gladys to celebrate her birthday, Norma and Brenda, her two daughters, shared what had happened at 2 a.m. last night. In the past few days, Gladys was tired of lying on the bed without eating properly. We took this picture at the day of her birthday, 98th birthday. At 12 o'clock in the morning, she was suddenly excited and waked her daughters by saying, Now I believe in Jesus and His promise of heaven. She shared her story to meet her beloved family last night. And finally, she heard the voice of the Good Shepherd and got to know Jesus. Because I remember her answer, I was, but I'm not. So this story was very powerful and meaningful because it's true. That made her in peace. And this is a song she chose for her own funeral. Can we play it? Actually, at the funeral, we had a sound, so (laughs) it's not exactly, yeah. It's not my intention, so yeah, you may. Oh, it's. All right. 
By the way, the title song is Good. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, Goodbye Word Goodbye. This song title. So. It was really uplifting and exciting song. All right, let's 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 replay from the beginning. So we play this song right after my benediction. There's no amazing grace, those kind of things. We just play this song. Goodbye, goodbye, I'm done. I'm so happy like that. I could hear her voice. Everybody, goodbye, goodbye. I lived a meaningful life because now I know there's Jesus There's a promise of salvation. Goodbye, goodbye. I had a really good life. I hope you have the same good and meaningful life. I hope the same confession would be mine and yours. I encourage you to ask this question, am I living a meaningful life every single moment rather than waiting till your older adulthood? Because it might guide you to move forward and grow in faith and live the life of full satisfaction no matter what stage of life you are at. Am I living a meaningful life? I hope you can answer in confidence. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, We are so thankful for having a moment to reflect ourselves, to know who we are and how we live. We know it's a blessing to be this community because we can support each other by identifying each one's gifts and values and sharing this wisdom that we have earned from each stage of life. But we also know it is not easy to accept things as it is, especially if it is not as we wish. There would be lots of regrets and disappointments, struggles and despair. However, we trust in you. We can turn our dissatisfaction into satisfaction, our despair into hope and gratitude. Lead us to accept our life in faith and live with wisdom and grace that we may receive from it. So help us say in the end of our time, we live the meaningful life in you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.